Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. In this episode of the Bill Kasky Podcast, I speak with a very special guest, Kathy Caprino, who's written a book called Most Powerful You. She speaks, consults, and coaches all over the world, and she's got some really good tips for us on frustration and burnout. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. You can go to BillKasky.com if you'd like some more information on some of the work that we do. If you'd like to jump on a call, talk about your team. If you have a team of 10 or more people, I'd be happy to speak with you about some of the work that we do with sales teams. I mentioned this in the upfront with her that I can't recall how exactly I heard about Kathy, but uh, I talked to her a couple times and I thought she would be a very special guest for you to hear. She speaks uh, to women primarily, but she works with women and men in a lot of different areas, mainly burnout, uh, the burden of business, and she really speaks the truth. And you know me, I like to have people on that speak the truth. So let's get to this. Here's my interview with Kathy. I'm speaking today with Kathy Caprino. You can find out more about her at Kathy Caprino. That's Kathy with a K, Caprino with a C.com. We'll put it in the show notes to make sure you have the link. We're going to talk about a couple of Kathy's products here too. But I think Kathy, and by the way, welcome to the show. I should Thank officially Thank you so welcome. much for having me, Bill. I read an article that you wrote about, I don't know when you wrote it. I found it about a month ago and it really spoke to me. And I wish I could remember, but I think it was I think it was about personal growth and how we have to be on the lookout for breakthroughs, possibilities. We get mired in our own brains sometimes and we can't we can't, you know, take our head out of the sand and look up to the world to see what's possible. And I whatever you wrote really spoke to me. And that's why I wanted to invite you to be on the podcast. I'm glad. I'm so glad. It might have been on burnout or quiet quitting. Those two have been big ones right now. It might have been on burnout. It might have been on burnout uh, yeah. because I see it. And of course, you're in a similar business. You do a lot of speaking and, and coaching and consulting, as do I. And so we're kind of in the same business area. And I think we see things. And so why don't we start there? Why don't we start with just what are some of the things in, in your travels, working with people that you have picked up on over the last, you know, couple of years? I mean, not not virus related, but workplace mm-hmm. related. What are some of the things that you've yeah. noticed about the world, the business world? Yeah. So to reference that, you know, as a juxtaposition you know, I am a career coach of 16 years, formerly a therapist and formerly a corporate VP. So I have been around a long time. And I just want to set a context here that I had an 18 year corporate career in marketing that was successful on the outside and not successful on the inside bill. I mean, in the end at 41, and that's 20 years ago, I faced sexual harassment, gender bias, toxic colleagues, narcissistic bosses, zero work-life balance. So I have seen it all. And in the career coaching and leadership coaching work I do, many of those 
issues that I faced are what people bring in that either they're on the wrong path, the role they have, or even I work with coaches and wow, new coaches are being trained that it'll all be fine. Just, you know, launch a website and, you, huh, and they're falling apart there. And I just spoke to someone today about it, but those problems have been with us for as long as I've been alive. What's changed, I think, and often because I was a former therapist, I can look at myself as well as a barometer. I feel more burnout. I feel more hopeless. I feel more of the onslaught, yeah. onslaught of. And so to answer your question, I think here's the confluence of difficult things. When we're nervous about money and the economy, when we're in the middle of political strife, which we are, when we are hearing bad, scary news every minute of the day, and I try to be, I follow all the good therapeutic and coaching rules. Don't watch too much television. Right. Forget it. So I'm incredibly curating the headlines I read. The headlines are bad. And they're <laughs> bad about things with which we have very little control. Mm -hmm. Climate mm -hmm. change, illness, death, yeah. war. War, yeah. So when you compound all that on top of, for many people who have children, you know, I, I have a lot of educators who are friends because I'm a singer and they're in the group that I sing in. One educator told me she teaches K to five. Children have regressed so much in terms of being able to focus, in terms of discipline, respect, consideration, that she thinks it's going to take a generation <gasps> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to change that. So, I mean, I've probably everyone's getting depressed hearing me speak. It's overwhelming, Bill. It's, mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. So those of us who know how to compartmentalize, to know how to focus, we're a little better off. But, you know, depression and anxiety are on the, and existential crisis are on the rise yeah. for very good reasons. So I'm seeing that every day with every professional I work with. Does that answer yeah. the question? It does That's answer the question. And if I might uh, add a little color to that, uh, I think that I think that COVID and what we went through in those two years and maybe even still going through, I, I, I consider it like an earth, like tremors, like the earth moved under our feet uh, and it'll take us a while to get sure footed again. And it's not just it's not just about being home instead of being at work. That's part of it. It's the whole idea of how much control do we really have in our lives? We thought we had a lot. You know, we had some good years, and then all of a sudden, our world was rocked by something that, like you said, we had no influence or control over. We could resist and we could rebel, but still, the world was shut down. And so I think there's a afterburn there that'll I take a right. while, not just our kids. I think that's a whole different topic. But I think you're right. And I can I add a part of that? And we're not getting political here. I don't want to. You don't want to. But I think that trust has been eroded. Whatever faction you're in. I think that people have grown more skeptical yeah. that it'll be okay if I'm following the right people because cataclysmic things happen, whatever camp you're in. Yeah. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah. And I think that's part of that earth, the earth shaking is who do you trust? I mean, right. who you trust is who you listen to. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting the right information, but let's shift to right. business. So I know that you... 
You have worked or worked primarily with women, although yes. you do both. Um, right. So uh, what are some of the things that you are recommending to people who have this feeling of, you call it hopelessness, malaise, anxiety? What are some things that you're recommending people do to kind of jump cut their way out of it? Right. Well, there's two ways I want to answer that. The first is, and this is not to just be promotional, but I did write a book after years of seeing this, and I want to say this. I would say about four years ago, and I've worked with over 20,000 women across six continents, and men too, but I do think that this, what I'm about to share, hits women harder. I noticed that no matter where they were calling from, no matter what level, how much money they have, how much education, what industry they were bringing, and this is mid to high level professional women, they were bringing the same crushing challenges mm-hmm. over and over. And you can tell that when you're a coach, when you're saying the same things over and over, right? You notice what the heck, this is a phenomenon here. This is an epidemic. And I said, I need to understand this. I need to pull the viewfinder back and understand number one, what is missing in the lives of these people and careers and roles that they're coming to help now because people resist coming for help. They do. Not just to me, but getting help. I did for years. And secondly, what are they getting in the process of coaching that creates a breakthrough? The answer was this, and I think it relates to burnout and everything else. They were missing bravery and power. And I really want to talk about both. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by bravery is they were missing the ability to face head on what isn't working and take accountability to change what they could change. Mm -hmm. But that's not enough. What's missing beyond that is power. And what I mean by that is to grab yourself by by the bootstraps and become the author of your own life and the change agent and help others as you help yourself. Now, what I didn't understand till even after launching the book, The Most Powerful You. And it's interesting. It's a HarperCollins leadership book. And we even tested titles. And I call these power gaps. What I did was dimensionalize. Well, what do I mean by power? Power is an an enormous word. So I broke it down and there are seven damaging power gaps. And my survey showed that 98% of professional women and 90% of men have at least one of these gaps. Mm -hmm. And 75% of women have three or more. When you have these gaps, Bill, you can't thrive. You can't reach your highest potential. But even more than that, you can't reach your happiest goals. And you certainly may look a little successful on the outside, but internally you're not. Um, But I want to add this, which has been a crushing realization. I thought, oh, the book's going to be a number one bestseller. Well, it has done very well and has been in top 100 women business. But here's the deal. I did a poll on LinkedIn about power, asking, do you want more power in your career? And you know what women said, by and large? What? No, I don't want power. So I wrote back, what do you want? And they said, influence and impact. Mm -hmm. And I said, you can't have that (laughs) without power. But what I've been so stunned about, and I think it relates to burnout and hopelessness, is if we are resisting the idea of power, and the reason is we live in a patriarchal world. This is not to bash men, but Mm -hmm. many women that you'll speak to have been under the thumb Mm -hmm. of abusive, manipulative power. I get it. Me too. 
got a settlement over that, frankly. But <laughs> um, but what we have to understand is, you know, Shakespeare said nothing is, but thinking makes it so. Shakespeare right. said everything right. that matters. Yeah. But power isn't uh, manipulative and abusive unless you wield it that way. Right. So I think part of dealing, going back to your initial question, when I'm feeling hopeless and, and everything's a mess, what you need to do is focus on the thing you can shift, focus on the thing you can control, focus on using your voice in a way that you think makes a difference. And also, I want to share, there is something called, as a therapist, I heard learned about over-functioning, which is doing more than is healthy, appropriate, mm-hmm. necessary. And mm-hmm. in a partnership, in a marriage, in a you know, even in you're running your own team, you when you overfunction, others underfunction. Well, what I've seen as an add-on is that women suffer from perfectionistic overfunctioning, mm-hmm. trying to get an A plus in it, all of it, and doing yeah. more than they should be. Yeah. That is directly leading to burnout. It's an epidemic. Yeah. It's hard for women and men. Don't get me wrong; I'm not painting all people with all women with the same brush or men, but and cultural training impacts this as well. I can't say no. I can't stand up for myself. Right, right. So all of this is making life harder. You know, I I read a book. Uh, I've mentioned it on my podcast a few times called The Sovereign Individual. And it was written by a British uh, MP with a, with a journalist. And it was written about 20 years ago. Uh, and they right. predicted a lot of stuff that's happening now. And here's the essence of the book. And I think this kind of pivots from what you were saying is that the microchip and the microprocessor came along in 70s, early 80s, and it has changed the world and the world hasn't caught up with it. Meaning we can do business anywhere. You have a huge LinkedIn following. You have digital assets that you've created, this podcast, videos that you've done. You have a you are a sovereign individual and you have grasped that and you've taken it and you, you're out there doing the work. A lot of people still, I think, feel like they're under the thumb of the man. And I don't mean that patri- yeah, patronizing, but the, the whole work idea. Well, I can't I can't do a LinkedIn because my boss wouldn't let me. It's that kind of thing, which is disempowering. And yet. Right. I don't know that that might have something to do with the individual, but it has to do with just the orthodoxy of how we've been brought up to look at work and look at, uh, you know, the work ethic and business. And I feel like we've got to step into being sovereign as an individual because that will give us the power. And as long as we always think, well, I can I I would like to do that. But, you know, she tells me no or he tells me no. Now you're disempowered forever until you change that thought. I completely agree. And, you know, I'm going to bring up something that I think relates. I have a lot of different thoughts about lives, past lives. Won't get into it here, but there is a book, The Journey of Souls, which is so fascinating. And I will say that in it, one of the people um, speaking said this. And I, you know, I read a lot. I have to read a lot as I write on Forbes, but I love it anyway. You know when you read something that you it catches your exactly breath. yeah sovereign individual <laughs> yeah. sounds like that this person said that the earth school is the hardest school because there is so much diversity that the human brain has not developed 
to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that sums up everything. I think, yes, our brain, we can't even assess how powerful it is. But that reptilian brain, we are afraid. We don't know how to deal with diversity and difference and the onslaught of information. And to your point, I don't want to sound like someone who says, you know, in the old days, it was better. Uh, You know, I walked to school 10 (laughs) miles. But I do think I'm always stunned whenever I travel and everyone is glued to their phone, including me. Mm -hmm. I can't even get into an elevator that is a 30 second ride (laughs) without, oh, I'm going to look at my phone. (laughs) So I am not above or beneath. No, I agree. But our brains weren't, weren't wired for this. And it's an onslaught. And it is not an onslaught of positivity. <laughs> no, it's not. We're, we it's just not. don't know how to handle it. So can we can we go into, uh, and so the book that you talked about, The Most Powerful You, you can find it at uh, Kathy Caprino. That's Kathy with a K, Caprino, C-A-P-R-I-N-O. It'll be in the show notes.com. You can find all of her uh, products and other resources there. Give me a couple of these power gaps that will tease people and then they can get the book for the rest. But what, what are a couple yeah. of them? Thank you. And I'll even give you the percentages of it's women, but men are in that lump too. Number one, and I think this is the most damaging because it's pervasive, not recognizing your special talents, abilities, and accomplishments. If you don't, I can look at you on LinkedIn, people, and within three minutes, I can tell more about your career than you know about your career. I don't mean to sound braggarty but i can tell when you're hiding i can tell when you don't know what your strengths are you're and on linkedin my goodness it's the cocktail party in the sky go and use it right 63 percent said yes i have that gap it's much more than that so i don't know who i am i don't really know who i am from a talent capabilities ability standpoint exactly i don't know how i'm different i I don't even know if i'm worthy of a good job i don't know how i'm special oh number two communicating from Fear, not strength. 70% of women said they have this. Meaning, I just can't speak up for myself. I don't have authority. Number three, reluctance to ask for what you deserve. 77% of women. If you can't ask for what you want and what you deserve, you know, there's one statistic that takes my breath away in a bad way. There was one study that looked at people right out of uh, business school. 57% of men negotiated their very first salary and 7% of women. Well, from the minute you start working, you're behind. You're behind yourself. Ah. Uh, Number four, 71% have this, isolating from influential support. Mm -hmm. Research shows that women have three times as many mentors, but men have two, two times as many sponsors. Those are mentors who have power. Who opened doors for you that you can't open, right? I'm going to zip through the rest of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Number five is acquiescing instead of saying stop to mistreatment. 48% of women say they have that. It's more than that. They just don't know they're (laughs) acquiescing and they don't want to admit it. Yeah. Number six is losing sight of the thrilling dream you had for your life. Bill, 76%. Uh, Meaning I came out of school. I thought I was going to do this and look what I'm doing. And finally... Number seven is allowing the past to continue to shape and define you. 62% say they have that. It's it's about everyone I've ever met. Yeah. I'm, if you I'm got there. fired, yeah. what's that? You too? Yeah. Well, you- I, I think we all, you know, mistakenly look, well, what have I accomplished to determine what will I accomplish? And what have you accomplished has nothing to do with what's possible. 
Oh, that's so true. Other than and how you failed isn't going to be repeated unless you allow it to. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. I but isn't that's okay? Isn't number one though the the it's the thing that the other six trickle down from because if I don't know myself and what my talents are, what my accomplishments are, I won't. I will always feel like I'm things. in fear. Yeah, it's almost like it trickles. Number one is that is the king, kingmaker, and everything else kind of moves down from yes, that. There the might only not thing be. I would say is I've worked with illustrious people, heads of pharmaceutical, doctors. Part of being trained as a woman is that you should not be a braggart. I can't tell you how many women are afraid. Of, uh, so you may know that you're great, although that's a challenge too. Yeah. The doctor yeah. said, I don't have any special talents. And if you're wondering people, here's a, here's a way to figure it out. Could I come and do your job? Could I do this doctor's job? Probably no. not. Would I yeah. potentially kill someone in the first week? <laughs> Good likelihood. Yes. Well, then I think you have some special talents. Yeah. But But I think there's this other layer of, I know that I'm great, but I can't talk about it. And that's a little more what's going on for women, yeah. a lot more, frankly. Yeah. Good. We're talking with Kathy Caprino today. You can find out more about Kathy's work, which is a very important work, and her book, Most Powerful You, at kathycaprino.com. Once again, we'll put it in the show notes. I know I say that over and over, but uh, mm-hmm. I want you to get access to her. And uh, Kathy, do you have anything that as we close up today, you'd like to leave the audience with maybe a summation of some of the great content that you've given us. Thank you. Look at me. I'm choking up. I don't know why. I, I, I'm on Canva and I create some quotes. Uh, and today's, I think I'm going to say this, and I, I hope this is inspiring. If you regularly hate what you do and bruise yourself against it, it's going to hate you back. You can walk a new path. You can do it. You can speak up. You can carve out more time in your life. You can do it. The thing is, we often need some help for that. Uh, We need to see ourselves differently. But you are special and unique and amazing. And the world needs you more than ever. So I hope this inspires you to do something a little different that brings you out forward. That's awesome. Kathy, it's been a real gift having you on. I appreciate your wisdom. And uh, I can tell that you care a lot about your clients and the work you do. And uh, we need more people like you, too. So thank you. you, uh, So appreciate it. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later.